So guys, um, sitting here with Matt Fraser, T. Claire Toomey, um, you know, a couple championships between the two of you guys across a bunch of different types of seasons that we've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, I think, is probably the newest slash differentest version of the CrossFit game season that we've, we've had. I, I'm curious, like, what your change of plans Thank was you. once the seasons changed and then whether you've reevaluated that now that we've gone through one version of the sanctionals format and, and now we're into the second year yeah well i know uh for me especially getting the open out of the way and done before 2020 uh, year started that was a lot of fun uh and i think it kind of also allowed us to really just focus on prepping for sanctioned events that we planned on doing and then setting ourselves up for the for the games in at the end of July and the start of August. So I actually liked having the Open in October. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean th this year compared to last, you know, it's totally different because, you know, last year it was all right, what does this mean that we have to go to sanctionals? You know, how many yeah. are going to be? Where are they going to be? How are they going to program? Like, all this stuff. And then there was even sanctionals before the Open. So, you know, it was just... It was hectic in the first little bit. So I remember when they announced that there's sanctionals and all this stuff. It's like, I got prepped. I went to the first sanctional. Because I didn't know it was like... Like... Is your first score of the game is going to be your placing at a sanctional? Like, do you earn points from the open? And how, like, if you hit five sanctionals, do you get, like, bonus points going? Like, I didn't know what it was. So I just wanted to prepare for the absolute worst case scenario. Another thing was, we didn't know how they would rank top 20 out of the open, national mm -hmm. champion, and sanctionals. So I was like, all right, well, if we don't know, I want to be as prepared as possible, and I'll just win all three. And so I did that. Um, yeah, because we didn't even know what it was this time last year, did we? Yeah. We, like, we were still unsure if you could, like, qualify through the Open. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Um, so then this year, once, you know, it was determined, like, all right, everything's the same as last year. It's like my approach into the Open was way different. Like, I started training maybe a week before the Open. Yeah. And, like, even that was, like, that's, like, day one into the gym. So it's, like, back squatting 135, rowing a 1K to 150 pace, like super yeah. JV like stuff. moving mm -hmm. the body. Yeah. Um, and then it was just knowing like, all right, during the five weeks to open, I just need to get myself into the top 20. That's it. Like, that's the only requirement. Um, and then, you know, actually structuring out the year. Because last year, like, our on season was like 16 months of yeah. like staying at that peak performance level. So this year it was like, you know, kick your feet up after the games, you know, you go into a valley and the open comes and it's like you come up a little bit just enough to qualify and then you go back down and so now with you know we had our sanctionals picked out and it's getting getting ready to go um but but the constant reminder of like all right you know we're both already qualified in the grand scheme of things sanctionals don't matter you know we're going to learn something about ourselves to get tune up um and give us something to train for but I know my goal is for majority of the year is just base building, getting that big foundation put down, getting ready for the games. That's the main priority. Yeah. So you know, like this year in the open, this year's open was, it was rough. Yeah. Um, like so much travel, and like we deliberately tried to, have like I guess 
go travel a little bit like i know matt went to miami for like one or two of them yeah like I, I think i did all but one open workouts by myself yeah i think um so you know just that alone is rough mm-hmm. um you know yeah he wasn't a fan of me by going to australia <laughs> <laughs> i get these like messages like you're never traveling again. Don't come back. If you're yeah, leaving, yeah, don't yeah, come yeah. back. <laughs> so speaking of uh, the idea of like using the sanctionals as an opportunity to just kind of check in, try some new things out, mm-hmm. maybe like, you know, try a different strategy, make a mistake or learn a new way mm-hmm. of doing things. Um, <clears throat> Tia, you just won the Mayhem Classic. That was this past weekend here in Cookville. You know, how does, how was that? approach leading into it like were you trying to peek into this event or were you just kind of going to train it um and and treat it as like a practice competition that since it's really i mean we still have seven months before right the games start yeah. right so yeah we definitely don't want to be at peak performance right now uh if i was i'd be worried um <laughs> just because uh, yeah august is when i need to be ready so going into mayhem i wanted to be fit but i also um it it was more so me blowing out the cobwebs essentially and trying to make sure that um, you know I'm starting the season off uh, I'm competing and getting outside my comfort zone in the sense of the okay like hey I've got people uh, breathing down my neck I'm gonna have to push a little harder than what I want to um, and you know obviously I get to train with Matt on a daily basis but when you're competing there's just so many different factors and what was great about mayhem was I had a seven minute drive from my home and I could go go to bed going like sleep in my own bed through competition which has never happened before for me so that was a bonus and it was kind of um, a bit of a no-brainer for me to go and do that and I did look at this competition you know I was competing against such incredible athletes um, but I felt like it was just a really great way of being like all right yep I'm, I'm getting ready for the season, um, I'm able to push myself, the workouts were challenging, I know that, um, you know, if you had a look at the time caps, they, they were somewhat aggressive for a lot of the athletes, and uh, I thought that, that was, you know, great, like, you know, um, I guess making sure that the, the standards were constantly rising each year, um, and yeah, I, I, I had a lot of fun. Shane, Shane's mum and brother came over to, to spectate and, and that's a that's a first for us as well. So that was really nice having family over and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I got a chance to actually meet Shane's mom. Oh. She's so cute. She's oh, yeah. a yeah. tiny little lady. She's so cute. <laughs> She's so yeah. excited to watch you guys work. It was, it was really fun. She's very passionate. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Matt, so you didn't compete this past weekend, but in a week, week and a half or so, you have yeah. strength and depth, yeah, right? So I, yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow to head over to London. Um, it worked, just worked out well. Uh, I had a sponsorship appearance in London, and then it was like, I was already over there the week prior, so I was like, oh, I'll just stay extended a week. I'm already over there. Um, and I remember watching strength and depth last year and just being like, okay, they, they put on a good, clean competition. You know, there's some that's like, they're just trying... To murder the athletes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like they take pride in like, we have 15 events in three days, and like, yeah. eight of them have a heavy bar about like, and it's just like, all right, like, you're not the games. What are you doing, you know? Um, but they, 
they put on a very like regional-esque competition, good programming, where it's like, if you're fit, you'll do well, mm -hmm. you know? Um, there's no curveballs. Um, and from the workouts they've released so far, it's like, okay, like this is just what we'd expect from a CrossFit competition. Um, so yeah, head out tomorrow and got a, I haven't seen a complete start list yet, but I've heard of a couple names that, that are over there. It's like, okay, like, it's going to be a good one. He's ready to potty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. So I'm, I'm curious about the, the training relationship you guys have. This like, this like strange partnership, I think. It's, it's not something that a lot of people would probably have predicted or guessed would happen. I mean, you guys have been competing at the games around the same number of years at this point. Um, and yet... You both live here in Cookville. You train together almost daily, if not daily. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Shane provides the majority of the programming you guys go through. How did that even begin? Like, what was the start of you guys thinking, all right, let's, let's put this together, let's see what happens? So, so she had moved to Cookville while I was still in Vermont for the summer. And this is like, right after all the changes happened and we found out Dubai was the first sanctional yeah. and I was like, all right, I'm going to Dubai. And what was it? It was before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was before Thanksgiving. And I'm, I'm trying to like, it's I'm, October. I'm just like working on my barn and like, I'm living, living the good life and I'm starting to get back into training cause I know I'm going to Dubai and it was just like, it was not happening. And like, the extent of our relationship is like when she's walking off the floor and I'm walking onto the floor, it's like, Hey, good job. Hey, good luck. Yeah. That's it. And so I tracked down her phone number and I said, Hey, like, this is Matt. Uh, like, you guys live in Cookville now? And she was like, yep. I was like, if I come home, will you train with me? She was like, yes, please come back. So that night, Sam and I packed a truck and, Drove 17 hours the next day, got back here, and and we, we both just left it as, like, each day when we get to the gym, we'll each, like, write down our training. If there's something on Tia's whiteboard that I want to hit, I'll jump in. If there's something on mine, she can jump in on mine. And then, like, we're, like, I'm sure some days will be where, like, we'll do all of one person's, and then other days where we'll just keep each other company in the gym. Mm. But, like, if we don't want to train together totally fine or if we don't want to do each other's programming totally fine and then I just found myself more and more seeing what Shane was doing liking it and just more and more I was doing of his before I knew it I was only doing his stuff um, and then I, I think at one point he kind of asked like is there anything of, that you want me to start programming more of like certain movements or time domains all this stuff and so you know started as actually have an input on it and uh and then i think pretty quickly i think it was, it was literally like four days four <laughs> and it was like um I yeah mean, but i'm good with that okay i'll just keep writing because like i would write it up on a whiteboard so we could all see it and that's like yeah good <laughs> yeah and i i think it was probably like a couple months yeah and then shane and i started having discussions of me being like hey i, I feel like this is a weakness or i want to start getting better at this you know i saw this at another competition and started practicing it stuff like that um and i pretty quickly it turned into just 
every morning. Hey, to meet a, meet a mayhem this time, you know, let's yeah. do this, that. Um, yeah, so, you know, it just kind of happened organically. You know, there's no expectations on either side of things. And it just, the biggest thing is the three of like, we spend most of our waking hours, the three of us, and then we're, we're just at the gym. So it's like, when you spend that much time with someone, you want to make sure your personalities all mm-hmm. get along. And so it's, we, we just get to hang out every day. Shane, Shane and Matt get along real well. <laughs> Let's just say that. No. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's very unique. There's always the one, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the uh, ugly duckling. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's interesting that you guys, it started off as like, we just need some company. Like right. The training, it sucks. Being alone makes it suck a thousand times more. At least having someone else in the room, yeah. Yeah. working out at the same time, gives me you know someone to talk to and commiserate with. And uh, I think I may have talked to you, asked you about this at some point, but it's interesting to me that both of you ended up coming together as opposed to literally any other combination because... You know, there's no shortage of athletes coming to and from Cookville, mm-hmm. and there's no shortage of people to train with and compete with and have, you know, the sort of that, that type of camaraderie with. And yet, the two of you, in a way, like, who else can relate to what you guys are doing in the sport versus what everybody else is doing yeah. in the sport, other than the other champion who's, like, consistently getting mm-hmm. back-to-backs, right? <laughs> so I found that really interesting that... that it wasn't, it's almost like not accidental. It's like a cosmic accident, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing yeah. you guys together. But do you think that there's been a big jump in each of your abilities because, or like your fitness level, I guess, because you guys yeah. have so much more in common in terms of where you're at in the sport with who you're training with? I mean, I th- well, I mean, I think for me, as soon as Matt and I started training, it started not not necessarily becoming easy because it's not easy it's hard work and and we're constantly pushing ourselves but it was more enjoyable to be with someone that understood what I was going through and I I know I'm I'm in one of the best positions my husband is very supportive to the point where he's given up his life to to actually help me achieve my goals but then like he just he wouldn't understand how I'm actually feeling deep down inside and like the pressure Whereas Matt feels the exact same as me, and you know it's it's very um, comforting having someone that's right there day in day out with me, going through the exact same issues or you know just emotions, I guess. Um, and that's something that has been really good to have um, because you know we welcome heaps of people to come and train. But they just don't get it, you know, mm-hmm. like they might like laugh and carry on. But for us, this is our job. This is our livelihood. And, you know, when we want to go out and achieve something, like we're going to go out and achieve it. So um, having someone like Matt that understands that is amazing and it's game changer. <laughs> Summed up pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can imagine, you know, if you're there's a lot of pitfalls with training alone. There's always, of course, pros and cons to everything. Yeah. But like, I, I can imagine one of the one of the hardest parts of training alone at this level would be if you have a bad day in the gym, there isn't anything that can bring you out of that other than the next day in the gym or whenever the next good day in the gym is, right? right? Whereas like, you guys probably don't align on bad days in the gym all the time. So if one of you has a bad day in the gym, you'd be like, 
Yeah, That's cool. I'm just the punching bag. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. As you can tell, I talk a lot of shit, so it's, it's a lot of laughs more than anything. Well, he talks a lot of shit too, so <laughs> it, it, you guys go back and forth. Yeah. I guess you also got I mean, me. I mean, you want to know like our benefits of training together. <laughs> like we trained together going to those last games. Tia won by record margin of victory, and I won by the smallest margin of victory. <laughs> I love so, you, know, you can see how our training has helped each other. However, yeah. may I note, no one has ever had the biggest penalty that Matt has just come back from. So, uh, yeah. Had he never had a penalty like that. Yeah, if I just had a pocket of zip ties, I wouldn't be a good girl. Oh, we would never be in that situation. It's like, do you, do you watch that video, that Instagram video, and think to yourself, like, Come on! Really? Like, why well, did I not see that? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, like, with that, it was like, I got some messages after that, or after the games, and people were like, dude, congratulations. Like, after the amount of insults and shit people gave you from that video clip, like, and you didn't let it phase you, like, you were the most hated man. I was like... <laughs> oh, I just, I turned off Instagram for the day. You're like, I'm sorry, what? I was yeah, hating? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, that, that, that was the thing. It was like, after, <laughs> after I heard that, and then someone told me a video got posted where, like, you see the bag dropping out, I was just like, well, I'm not looking at the internet for a week. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen and just, like, move on. And then it was, like, after the game, when people were like, dude, after all the shit people said about you online, I'm like... Like, funny, not one person said that to my face. Yeah. <laughs> so, life wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, like, there's definitely moments during that that I was like, I swear to God, if I lose by anything, like, by 35 points, I'm going to... I'm gonna freak out. Look, I'm burning this place down. <laughs> Let's just say 2020 Matt Fraser is gonna be like a whole tornado. Every time the bag comes off, I'm gonna like snip a zip tie. <laughs> put, a put a new zip tie on. Like, and with a new strategy, Matt Fraser has his own <laughs> toolkit. He has a satchel of tools with him for any scenario. Like his barbell sleeve fell off, and he's repairing. <laughs> Yeah. Who, who, uh, you know you're doing something right when someone's saying mean stuff about you. Well, so something like, a quote that I heard about that was like, be flattered when someone's talking shit about you because if they, if they talked about their own life, no one would fucking care. So I heard that and I was like, all right. That was 50 cent. I'm on top of the world. All right, Fiddy, I'll take it. That was your boy Curtis. Okay. Yeah. Yo. But then it was it was O'Keefe was telling someone the other day of uh, when I trained with Bergeron, he would intentionally fuck with us. Like he would try to mess me up. So like he would give me a workout and like, so if the workout was three rounds and it was like each round is like eight minutes type thing. And it's like one minute rest in between. You finish the third and he's like, all right guys, get ready for your last round. And you'd be like, no, 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 we already did three. And he's like, nope, you did two, three, two, one, go. <laughs> and he, he would say, he's like, what are you, you going to do if your judgment counts? Like, you're going to stop and argue? Like, right. how many times has that ever helped? And he was giving an example of, like, one time Bergeron gave me a workout. Bergeron used to make it his life goal to break me in training. Just what was that mentally. word that he would say? Um, for, uh, oh. Uh, fortitude? No. No. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, 
Adversity. Adversity. <laughs> Adversity. But so like he would give me a workout and the one workout, I know Keith was talking about this the other day, and it was like deadlifts and overhead squats on an axle bar, and it was like each set had to be unbroken. And so I'm like, I'm full fledged in this workout, dying, and Bergeron's sitting behind me with a big rubber band, like snapping it at me, hitting me, like <laughs> trying to get me to drop it, trying to like mess with me. He's like, what are you going to do on the, on the competition field if a bee comes up and stings you? Like, <laughs> are you going to break up your set? Like, now you have to start over. Or do you just deal with it? There's nothing. Like, dropping the bar isn't going to unsting you. Like, all these things. You wouldn't want to be and allergic. So, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, call the hospital. Call the ambulance. So, I mean, it's the type of thing where it's like, for so long, like, in training, it was like, nope, something bad happens. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. And now... That's my mentality of like, something goes wrong and I just keep going. And you know, it's kind of bit me in the ass a couple of times of like, oh, I should have taken an extra second. I mean, should I have taken an extra second? Like say a bag didn't fall out of my backpack and I thought it did and I stopped and like scoured the earth and four people ran by me. The commentators would be saying something totally different of like, you, you can't stop and question yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to just go, you need to go no matter what. It's like it just depends on the scenario. Yeah. Like they'll they'll commentate and say whatever they want to get the commentary they want, but yeah, you're kind of damaged. I was, you I was, don't exactly, right? yeah. that, that was the exact situation. So you know that that one, I was kind of on the wrong side of it. And, uh, it made for an exciting 2020 or 2019 games. That's for sure. Well, I I honestly personally think that what Matt was able to do is okay. Yep. He, you know, it, it made a mistake on the competition floor. That happens all the time. Mm -hmm. But what people are forgetting is like, Matt got penalized like severely. And like his, he had, he dropped on the leaderboard. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I don't think anyone has ever made a comeback like that. So like, Let's not worry about the mistake. Let's have a look at like the incredible comeback that sure. he made. The and like s silver lining, <laughs> like making lemonade out of lemons. Like going into this year's training, I heard so many people talking about like, oh, Matt's not good under pressure. Like <laughs> he 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 gets comfortable when he has a huge lead, and then that's when he starts. You can performing. say it's Patrick. It was Vellner. It was Vellner. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, no, but they, they were multiple. There were a lot. Of, I heard it from a couple different places, and like I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm like. You dumb motherfuckers. Just because I've never been under pressure doesn't mean I'm not good at it. Like, why don't you be better and put me under pressure? You know, like, it's not my fault. Just because you've never seen me do it doesn't mean I'm not capable of it. Yeah. And so that was a situation. I was literally sitting, sitting in the athlete area before a workout, and I was like, okay, good. Let's, like, let's let show me them. show you how good and I, was I like, can good. be under pressure. Now I'm pressure. under pressure. Let's. Let's put it to the test and just start cranking for the fences. Like nothing but home run hits from now on. And it was, in a way, it was freeing going out on the competition floor because like you do a lot of life thinking of like, what's my life? It's a real possibility of not winning. You only have two options when you sign up for a competition. Either you're gonna win or you're lose. Odds are it's the other, you know? Right. And, um, and so going into the competition or like at that stage, it's like, okay, I don't, nothing in my life is going to change if I don't win. You know, like I have beautiful wife, beautiful house, love my friends and family. Like I'm financially set. Like 
I don't need anything. My life is amazing. But then it's like, all right, like I have nothing to lose. So let's just see what I'm capable of and just start cranking these events. Like, let's go recklessly and let's see what the fuck happens. Yeah, you know? I mean, it took, it took <laughs> the entire weekend for you to get back on top. It was basically Sunday well, afternoon before well, because we were back in the, well, like, like the last two yeah. Well, like you look at the last scores from the event. So like the one with the pegboard, double under dumbbell, I mean, like fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was a full minute. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, it was like either a couple seconds under a couple seconds over. It was about a minute. Yeah. But a full fucking minute on that workout before second place came across the line. If there was the full field, like there would have been five, six guys mm-hmm. within a minute. And so with that, it's like I beat him by a full minute and no one came in between us. It's like, how do you collect points when there's no one to middle you? Um, and so with that, I think it was after we had five events left and I was down by 55 points. And and someone told me, they're like, you can win every event and not win the games. Like if there's five more events, you can win every single one. If Noah gets second on every single one, you lose. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like, okay, so it's out of my control. I have no control over where Noah places. The only thing I can control is trying to win every event. And then after that, it's out of my hands. So like you hope at the end of the competition, if I lost by five points, but I just won five events in a row, I hope I'm going to be able to sleep well at night. Right. Of like I did everything I could, you know, it, it was out of my hands. Um, but to make that scenario possible, it's like I, the only thing I can control is my placement, my effort, all that stuff. And so it was just going out there swinging for the fences and, yeah, it got kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> my my favorite one was the uh, the burpees and overhead squat. Mm. I was just like, I'm gonna full send. Like, I don't care how much this hurts. Like, it's three minutes or four minutes, however long it was. I'm like, you can hold your breath and do anything for four minutes. Right. So it's just like you're like I'm not even gonna start sweating until this workout's over. <laughs> so yeah. let's do this. <laughs> but literally, like. I remember thinking of like, by, by the time you get to the point in the workout where it's hurting, so you're in like the round of 10, and you're like, all right, I'm already in the single digits left in this set, and then it's only a set of five. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my life resume is going to be different after this. Like, the fuck are you holding back for? Like, who, who cares how much you're hurting? Hurt later. Doesn't matter. Go. I'm, I'm curious thinking like the, because I have... As a very average fitnesser, I have similar thoughts. It's like math plays a really big part in oh, always crunching numbers. You're always thinking, okay, the next set, it's like I only have, you know, I already did five times that amount of work. Yeah. I'll be fine. I, I can, I can grit through this. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to hear that type of like gaming in your head is going on at the same time while you guys are competing at that level. But you know, you've you're talking about your resume. Each of you have done really impressive things in the sport, right? To the point where it's almost like, you know, you can't really even compare it across anybody else's career. So I'm curious how you, you know, different formats, you've won. Different competitions, you've won. Regionals, no regionals, you've won. Games with different adversities, you've won. Different how, venues, different, different venues, formats, different places, cuts, different people you're competing against. Different scoring systems. Absolutely. It, it's like, like my, my first year at regionals was the ordinal scoring system. Right. Whatever your place was, was how many points you got. Like 
that was my first regionals. My first regionals was regular regionals. It wasn't super regionals. Right. It was outdoors. Dude, my, like, I, I think about the shit that went on at my first and second regionals. Do you remember it was like three minutes of max handstand walk? Mm-hmm. The floor was 120 degrees. Like, they required people to wear gloves. Is that in 2014? Yes. First year you made it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they required people to wear gloves. And I remember this kid out of the Northeast, uh, Nick Del Grande. Dude, his gloves melted to his hands. His entire palm was blistered. Ooh. Like, he came back in and his gloves were melted. That's and, awesome. and they're just like, well, that sucks. Like, the rest of your weekend is going to be a total bummer. And like, and because it was Max Snatch off the two. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> that was like the no, 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 it's Snatch I mean, it's and right then before it. Yeah, it was right before it. Oh, yeah. oh. But like, I, I remember just seeing him warming up, and then after competing, and his like, he was just like, like he wasn't like crying, but like right. just coming up and just like tears rolling down, and he was just in so much pain. No, like, <laughs> it was, it was off on that like. But I remember competing at regular regionals with the ordinal scoring system, and then it was super regionals, and they put the game scoring system mm-hmm. at regionals, and then like I switched regionals, and then uh, and then sanctionals, and it's like, man, I would love some consistency sure. in in our lives. Sure. <laughs> and then like go to the games, and like we've hit both venues now of Carson and Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We've done it with with the cuts. Not to mention the, the events at the ranch, because oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 2016 had the yep. ranch events. So I guess the the question there is, you've had unprecedented success across a thousand different variations. When you wake up in the morning and you're like looking at an 11 piece training day, what is it that other than you know obviously it's your job, but what is it that makes you look at that and be like? Okay, another day. Let's grind <laughs> through it. Let's make another gallon of sweat today. That that's a really good question because you know I, I feel like in some capacity every day we go through that, um, but it's because I want to do it. Give them your real answer, not the answer they want to hear. <laughs> Shut up. But I do. I I do genuinely want to do it. And no, the camera's off. The camera's yeah, off. yeah. The camera's off. Yeah, right, 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 you right, talk right. like yourself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll be real now, I'll be real. But, you know, I, I don't get up excited to train on a daily basis. I don't live to train. Training has been a part of my life since I could remember. It was before CrossFit, with my running, with, you know, my past sports that I did. And I, I, I just feel like um, a training is part of my daily routine. Um, but I do it for competing. And so... The adrenaline and the excitement and and the the emotions that I receive when I'm out on that competition floor and I'm able to just show off in front of the crowd. Yeah, this one. Ah! Yeah, yeah, you know, like it, it's those moments that I'm like, all right. In order to do that, in order to do what I truly love, I have to do this, and I want to win. So, in order to win, I need to do these eleven parts. Because that's what's going to make me better, make me stronger, fitter, and that's what's going to make me feel confident in my ability. Uh, it's going to make me feel ready for whatever is going to be thrown at us, and you know I'm I'm going to be prepared. And 
you know, I trust the process so much. I trust Shane. I trust Matt as, as my training partner. And, you know, having that trust is, is absolutely key to being successful in, in achieving my goals. And, you know, I know that, hey, if I do this with these people, I'll be good and I'll be ready when, it, when the time comes. And so it's just a part of the process. Yeah, I mean, obviously everything that, like I've said it for years, of like, if I want that moment in front of the crowd, I need to have a lot of, lot of time grinding those shitty hours, even when you don't want to. Like, for me, for a long time, it was like in my basement when I'm by myself, just rowing, squatting, doing all that, doing the unsexy stuff. Um, I know a big thing we talk about all the time is like, what is the story I want to tell my grandkids, you know, like that I participated in a sport for a couple of years and like, yeah, I had some fun, you know, but like, I know for T and I both, we're, we're both living lives that we never saw coming. Um, you know, we, we get to work out for a living and I know if I didn't give everything I have, I'm going to regret it when I'm 50 years old and thinking like, ah, oh, you know, what, what if I put in those extra hours? What if I did that extra body work? What if I got full night's sleep or my diet was better? I want to, I want to ride this thing till the wheels fall off and have no doubts in my mind. So that the day I walk away from it, there's no, uh, what if, what if, you know, mm. the day I walk away from the sport, like I want to be happy with what I did, you know, like, and I, I had a perfect example with weightlifting of like, I left and just like, man, I didn't do that right. You know, like I had bigger numbers in lifts after leaving weightlifting. Like once I started CrossFit and it's like, man, all right, I clearly wasn't doing something right back then. Mm -hmm. And I was just a college kid. I didn't know any better. Um, but you know, learn from the mistake. Like I'm, going into the 2015 games or like after the 15 games, it was like, okay, like I know why I didn't get the results I wanted because I cut corners all year. So I'm going, I'm going to do it differently this time. And you know, you just put in the work, you see the results and, and you feel better about yourself. Like to me, there's no better feeling than a hard day's work. Like yeah. on a rest day or like if I take a week off after a competition and I sit down to watch Netflix, I feel like a fucking loser. I'm like, I'm wasting potential. I'm wasting my life. I'm not progressing. I hate everything about this. If I bust my ass all day long and I get like an hour before bed to kick your feet up, there's no better feeling. It's like, I don't, I don't need anything right now. Just the enjoyment of kicking my feet up and being proud of the last 12 hours is the best feeling for me. Um, so, just try to do that on a daily basis. And right now, the thing that I'm working hard on and dedicating myself towards is competing. Speaking of all those hard hours in the gym, I'm curious if off the top of your head, you guys can think of the most savage, worst workouts you guys have put yourselves through. So I was talking about this the other day. I know the one I did, it was a 20 minute EMOM. 24 calorie assault bike one minute and 17 or 18 GHDs the next minute. So 10, oh. so 10, Is 10 of each. Oh. Uh, no, I did it. Would have been like a year or two ago. 
Well, um, so 180 totally on GHD different, setups. Different files. Oh, no, <laughs> no the, the GHDs was like your recovery. That was so easy. But each minute, the other... So, yeah. so to hit 24 calories in a minute on these stuff, like you need to hold, I think it's like 650 for the entire minute. And uh, yeah, that one, I don't know if it was probably a combination of it's a tough workout and it was super early in the season. So I wasn't like in prime shape. I'm sure the workout would still take its licks on me now, but I know then that was like, I was, I was spinning. Like when I was walking out of the gym and the reason I did it was I told, I told Dre uh, from Mayhem. So he's like the best of GHDs in the world. And, uh, and he's pretty good on the salt bike. And I told him the workout and he was like, Oh, I'll do it this afternoon. I was like, right, I'm going to do it tonight. And when I got there, uh, he told me he did it and, and I was like all right cool like you did 24 24 and 18 he was like yeah, yeah he was like it was rough I was like all right cool and so I do it and the only reason I finished it was because I'm like Dre did this Dre did it Dre did it and then I'm like walking out of the gym to go like just lay in the parking lot and and I'm like please run me over anybody please I'm like, this. I'm like stumbling out of the gym I'm drooling like just I'm a hot mess and Dre was in the doorway as I'm going outside and he was like did you do it I was like uh-huh he's like with 24 and 18 I was like yeah you did it right and he was like yeah <laughs> and then I just walked outside and then like two weeks later I find out I think it was O'Keefe told Dre was like, just tell him you did it. Like, yeah. If you say you did it, then he'll do it. And so Dre never did it. He just like did the old bait and switch. Savage. And uh, yeah, so like, I, I just remember the look on his face. I was like, wait, you, you did it, right? And he was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and I was like, mm, like something doesn't add up. Am, yeah. am I just punch drunk right now? Yeah. Or are you oh. lying to me? <laughs> Yeah, what, what other like grueling ones have we done? I can't rem I can't remember specifically what the movements were or the workouts specifically, but I remember it was uh, leading into the games last year, and we were, that's when we were up in Vermont living with Matt and Sammy. And Matt and I, it was like a, a workout where it was like, okay, you do three rounds, have like three minutes rest, three rounds, three minutes rest, and three rounds, and you know those movements all changed up, but I remember. I think I was on all fours after like our second lot of three rounds and I'm looking at Matt and I'm like dripping and I'm not much of a sweater so when I'm sweating you know it's hot and I'm looking at Matt and like I don't want to bring him down by saying well this is like this is hard but I'm seeing on his face like he's hurting just as much as I am and we're like kind of giving the sympathy look at each other I don't know if you remember this but it was I don't like it was so hot and because like we're in that confined area and like the workout like we looked at Shane when we were writing it up and was like you want us to do this <laughs> like this is unheard of and I think it was just a combination of the heat the movements how fast because it's only three rounds so like and we're compete like we're training for the game so it's like in the point where we're pushing really hard yeah, like, like your feelings don't matter mm -hmm. yeah like you can hurt later. Yeah. Go. Training now, like you could, you could walk in, watch us training and you know, we're pushing, 
and it's hurting, but it's so different to when we're training for the games. Like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you know, hey, like what I do now is going to count for the game. So you want to push even harder because that was, that's your actual goal. And oh yeah, that was, that was death. I actually think, I think about that often. I think I've had a couple on the spin bike where mm -hmm. like, it was like four rounds of 10 minutes each hold like this wattage Whoa. right and it's like just straight power output yeah threshold and then it's like output, a two yeah. minute rest in between oh that running it like the the yeah yeah so we did the one it was like 10 minute bike holding this minimum wattage right into a 1k run like we have rest, to change shoes into the run rest two minutes and then do it four times over and i remember that one that was bad like <laughs> A, so it's hilarious when like Tia's not holding her water <laughs> and, and like I'm the first one to be like, Shane, Shane, she's not holding her water. Dead set. And I'm like, and then Shane's like, Tia, this is unacceptable. I'm like, shut up, Shane. Shut up, man. But they're not the words she uses. You see the true Tia come out. Um, I was there for that one. <laughs> Tammy's like, thought they were getting a divorce. Uh, but yeah, like that, that, it's like, like, on your second interval, two minutes in, you're, you, you're in full pain mode and you're just like screaming at the monitor trying to get yourself <laughs> amped up and you're like, oh my god, I have 28 more minutes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, Seriously. like, I mean, stuff like that where it's like, just 10 minutes, hold this wattage, go. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. Yeah, I can imagine that's what it I takes. actually thought my back was like broken. <laughs> so we we've had we've had a couple where like what what was the one we did here? <laughs> oh my god. So we did how long was the interval? It was like uh wait, was this the with the road? It, it was like a couple a couple thousand meters on the bike at like an insane pace. It's like oh, go yeah, yeah, and yeah. hold on oh. right into like a run or a lift. I forget what it doesn't matter. And T is on for her first which like she's because we only have one bike in the garage, so she would go, and as soon as she's done, I would, and we were just alternating, and she's going, and I'm, I made like, just a smart ass joke of like, oh Tia, that pace is cute, and then Shane kind of like perks up, looks, and and the, the fight that occurred of just I, like I got off the mid so mid it was like it was like going back and forth like. Tia, that's not your pace. Go faster. She's like, I am. I am going. I am going. And he's like, that's not like that pace. Like, you're clearly not trying. And, and like, so back and but forth. Like, what and he what said was, was it? Was like, like, like 300 or 400 meters in, yeah. she just gets off. And then. I just walk out. I was she like, just walks out. Done. <laughs> and then like, well, I actually don't walk out. Like I walk and then turn around and come back. I sit on the thing and like, I'm like sulking. And I'm like, Matt, you go. And then Matt jumps on, gets his thing on, and then like, and I'm like thinking in my head, like, oh man, I'm gonna have to do this, so I might as well do it now. But like, I wanted them to just shut up and leave me alone so that I could just get my first like sprint out, okay? But, but what Shane, Shane just said, he was like, Tia, if we wanted to waste our time, we would just, you know, just talk. What are you doing? You're wasting time. And when he's like that, oh no, 
Mm -mm. So the the first like this is within the first week of us training together. <laughs> so like we like the three of us are still like very PG with each other. Like just feeling each other out. Like these two are having like a spat. Like we, a we, we don't we don't know each other's personalities yet. <laughs> that is a nice yet. way of putting anything. <laughs> and so Tia was doing her own work and I was doing my own. And then the two of them got into it. Like Shane said something of like, "Hey Tia, like, like solid block out of the top." He was he was there repping me. I was like, "This is yeah. a rep." <laughs> yeah. So Shane was like, "Tia, no rep." Tia like, was that, in the garage. No, no, no. This no. Happened, no. Happened. And and Shane was like. Tia, like, turn the clock off on me because he was like, Tia, like, like, so she didn't acknowledge the no rep. Shane was like, no, like, if you if your ref gives you a no rep in competition, you don't get to move on to the next station. And Tia was like, that was a good rep. I'm going to the next station. And Shane's like, no, you're not done. And so he kept. <laughs> so every time she would do like an overhead squire snap, whatever it was, he'd be like, no rep, no rep, no. Dude, these two, like, got into it. <laughs> I get, so, like, I get home from training, and Sammy's like, hey, sweetheart, how's training? I was like, T and Shane are getting a divorce. <laughs> like, I, I just witnessed it. Like, they've been in the States for a week, and they're splitting up. Like, I, what do I do? And then, like, I meet back up with them, like, two hours later to do another training. Perfectly fine. I was like... <laughs> Like, if Sam and I had an argument like that, it's like, <clears throat> nope, not, not happening. It takes me, like, a couple minutes to cool down. So now, when this happens... <laughs> he's, like, like, probing it. He's like, go, go, go. Yeah. I, I, we, I had one where she was doing muscle-ups, and Shane was like, no rep. And in the middle of muscle-ups, Tia's like, that was good. <laughs> and Shane looks at me and goes, like... No rap, and then I'm, I'm on the other side of the gym like, Tia, that's no good! And we just pile on her, make a game out of it. Uh, like, in my head, I'm like, these mother effers. <laughs> but then I, in, I'm also thinking like, yeah, that's this what, is that's good what she said. That's what she head. thinks in her head yeah. too, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, guys. Well, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the reminiscing. Very fun. I imagine you guys have some training to get to. So thanks, guys. Three-way fist bump. Yeah. Boom. Boom. It's perfect. <laughs>